headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the pods, moving, and storage studios. It's the Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. Open phones here at 888-825-5225. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Open phones here again, 888-825-5225. Before we jump to the calls, just a reminder that uh, our Ramsey Solutions headquarters just south of Nashville in Franklin, Tennessee, are open to the public. There's a, a bit of a museum. There's a bookstore. There's a wonderful coffee shop. The cookies are homemade and free. The coffee is wonderful and free. And we do this show from 1 to 4 Central Time every Monday through Friday live on the glass. A couple of Ramsey personalities will be sitting here all of those days, unless it's a holiday of some kind. Uh, we were not here, for instance, on Good Friday. The whole company was closed, as an example. But otherwise, we're here. And typically, there's uh, 50 to 200 people sitting out here watching the show uh, as we do it. And you're more than welcome. It all The whole experience is completely our gift to you. And uh, we'd love to have you anytime. So just put us on your list. Uh, on this Friday, tomorrow, for most of you listening, we'll be broadcasting live from the Ramsey Live Events Center as we go into Smart Conference Weekend. And uh, so we're doing that from the stage there with uh, about a thousand folks or so, maybe 1500, whatever it ends up being in the live audience there. And we'll be taking questions from the floor as well as uh, over the phones um, for those of you tuning in to that particular uh, event or that particular podcast or whatever, however it is you get this show. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Again, open phones, 888-825-5225. Trish is in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Hi, Trish. How are you? Hi, Dave. How are you doing? Better than I deserve. What's up? Good. Well, I have a question. I'll jump right to it. My father-in-law passed away a year and a half ago, and my husband and his two sisters are the beneficiaries of his estate. Um, The one sister has been listed as the executor, um, and it took us until about a month ago to even get a copy of his will. They claim that all of his assets have been sold or gotten rid of or whatever, but they won't provide any accounting of it. And the only thing left is he had a quite a gun collection that he was very proud of and that was a big part of his life and that he shared with his children as far as an interest and love of guns. So now the uh, executor, the sister, is insisting that these guns are going to be sold on Saturday at a sale. And she's telling us that if we want to have any of these guns, that we have to pay the price that she has listed them at. We have been through Financial Peace University. We're in baby step two. We have $40,000 left of debt to pay off, and we have gotten fed up with debt, and we are at the point that we don't borrow money. But as being in Baby Step 2, we only have $1,000 in our emergency fund, and we just feel really stuck. Why is his sister being a butt? I don't know. I feel like they are hiding things. And, um, and I don't know why. Well, they not and, get along. Honestly, I mean, your, your brother, not no, your, your husband, not get along with his sisters. They get along just fine, except when somebody died, they did the same thing when their mother passed away. But we're really torn that we have three grown children. Um, two of them are sons and they would really like to have some of these guns. Of course, they mean a lot to my husband, but financially, we can't justify going into debt to acquire these guns. I've reached out to like five or six attorneys. So one third of the guns are yours or your husband. Correct. 
Yes. And that's what the will states, is that these assets are to be divided in thirds. Okay. How, so has he told her yes. no? Has he told her you're not selling a third of them? I will come pick them up? Yes. And that was met with, this conversation is over, and she hung up on it. Okay. If I were your husband, I would call. It it's, depends on how much you want to do. you got two choices, okay? You stand back and watch this happen, or you hire an attorney, and you stop the sale, and you sue her ass. Yeah. But then if we get go the attorney route, I mean, that's a lot of money, too. <laughs> no, it's not. Won't take okay. a lot, because this, all this woman needs is somebody to just to give her uh, – get her attention that's what okay. she needs no no one has stood up to this woman in a long time and it is time somebody did okay but for real though how much will it cost to get an attorney to trisha's Five, point you know it costs 200 dollars to go get a letter and tell her we're gonna you know it might cost a thousand dollars to file with the probate court and stop the sale but all you got to have is and an attorney call, listen all you got to have is an attorney call her and this whole thing is going to okay. stop because she's she's going to cave like like a walmart tent I mean, okay. Um, and that's another thing. It's never gone through probate. It doesn't have so to necessarily. Okay. She has to okay. follow, you know, the executor is to follow the execution of the will. Does the will state that the assets are all to be sold at auction? It states that any, any debts that he is owing, um, to sell assets, to pay those debts and anything that's left to divide them equally by the three children. Okay, but we don't but know there's if there's no debt left. Well, she won't say. And I know. he owned a I know. home. I know. He owned two other properties that have been so sold. We've gotten no accounting of that yeah. either. Yes, they've yeah. been sold. So it just depends on how, you know, you either can just forget it and walk away and just forget it. It's yeah. probably not a and, lot and of money. It's probably not a lot of money. Well, the guns, the, the value she's assigned to them is about almost $40,000. It's not a lot of money. Yeah. $40,000 divided by three is not much. It's not no, going to pay for the attorney. It's not going to pay for the attorney by the time you have a big old fight. So right. you just got to decide how pissed you are about this. Well, You're twisted up. Is your husband? What? Oh, my husband's emotionally a wreck. Okay. I mean, uh, like a wuss wreck or like about- a like guy who's going to stand up and do something about it? Well, that's more what I'm afraid of. Do something about do something about it. Hire an attorney and shut her down. Put an injunction. Go into probate court. Put an injunction on the sale until there's an accounting of this stuff. And because these assets need to be divided. If you want to spend a little money fighting on it, fight on it. Okay. But but it's more about the fight than it is and the injustice of the situation that is the actual amount of money. Because I don't think there's a lot of money right. here, kiddo. No, there's not. But when we live our life by saying we're not going to take out any more debt ever, yeah. Um, and she's we feel like we're being put in a position where. We would have to if we no, want to get in. No, you don't. Concerns. You don't have to accept her terms. I don't have to accept her terms. Okay. Just because you're going to get awesome. some money from this estate, and you can pay the attorney with that money. There's no, money due to you. There's money due to your husband. I know. Yes. And but you don't th- know how much, Trish. No, we don't. But no, we don't know. How you, much. Do you have a reasonable guess? Okay, what do you think this property was worth that sold? He sold his house for 158000 That sold before he died by a few years. And then he owned another piece of property that um, conveniently got sold to one of the sisters. Okay. You, you, you've either got to decide you're going to accept this situation or you've got to hire an attorney this afternoon. And you're going to have to file with the probate court to stop the sale tomorrow 
until the executor is held to account to an accounting of where the money has freaking gone. That's what I would do. Because I don't put up with this trash. And this is just trash. This is The Ramsey Show. You worked hard for your home. It should be a place where you can relax and refocus on your goals. And something as simple as window treatments can make the difference. If you're ready for an upgrade, we've recommended Blinds.com for years, and I've used them myself. That's because with Blinds.com, you don't have to sacrifice your budget, your style, or great service. From blinds, drapes, and shutters to motorized shades, they make it easy and affordable to upgrade your entire home. And their design experts are always ready to help even with measuring and installation plus there are never any misleading quotes or hidden fees everything is backed by their 100 satisfaction guarantee and shipping is always free see for yourself why blinds.com is the number one online retailer of custom window coverings visit blinds.com now to learn more and get up to 45 percent off that's blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us. Open phones at 888-825-5225. If you're planning a move anytime soon, that's awesome. We're excited for you. But uh, in some places around the country, you're still going to be facing some high home prices. And interest rates, well, they haven't gone down to their record lows either. That doesn't make home ownership impossible. If you want to buy or sell, you just got to make sure you're financially ready and you've got to have a trusted and experienced real estate agent to walk you through it. Not a family friend who got their license last month. Not someone who does real estate as a hobby. You need a pro, especially in times like these. You can find a high-octane, high-caliber, high-protein Ramsey trusted agent like that through our endorsed local providers program. And since we vet the agents from around the country, we have the best support. And uh, we're going to, if you're moving from Florida to Alaska or vice versa, we can help you wherever it is, wherever it is, RamseySolutions.com slash agent and find a Ramsey trusted real estate agent today. That's RamseySolutions.com slash agent. Okay. Let's um, go back for a second. To the last call? Yeah. It Uh, It was a good one. Yeah. It's uh, in, in a way. Felt, it was a real, I felt teller, terrible for her. A really bad one in another way. So, number one, everyone needs a will. Number two, the executor of the will. The word executor literally means execute. They are to execute the document, what the document says. They do not have leeway to get creative. The executor has to follow the guidelines of the will. And that apparently was being done. We don't know for sure, except for the part where she's selling the guns and is being a butt to her brother. Okay. That's the technical legal part of, uh, of having will. Everyone needs a will and everyone needs an executor in the will. Now, how do you prevent something like this from happening? Dad that died, bless his heart, Southern term. Did a, did a did a crummy job because his job is not to let his death and his little not a lot of assets. I mean, there's less than a hundred thousand dollars in play here. By the time they divide it up and go through all the garbage, thirty grand a piece probably. Yeah. So this is not like these people are getting rich out of this thing. 
So all they did was get mad at each other for life over a handful of guns. Really? That's pretty hillbilly. And so you really need to sit down with the people that are going to be handling the will and be very clear what you want done and the spirit over which you want this done. The purpose of me leaving my three children something, if I'm this man, is for them to have a quality relationship when the smoke clears. You can't tell, unless this guy's some kind of weirdo that died, he doesn't want his three kids not speaking. Mad at each other, right. right, He doesn't want them mad at each other. And that's what he got. Okay, but my question was, let's just keep going with it. If he, if he's, no, his job was to do a reading of the will while he's alive, cover it with the three kids. Here's what I want done. Here's how I want it handled. Yeah, but can't she, older sister still, like, I know she can't, but she still could misbehave she yeah could still misbehave. She could, even if all that's done if he had done that all but and then all the kids but at least then the other sister wouldn't have participated you know i mean the other sister ended up with the land in the deal that's right okay that's right because there was another piece because yeah. i was gonna say if but but he, you there's have some to sell dynam- there's but, some dynamic going on in the family here that was there before he died but you have to sell those assets in order to pay off debt so my question is what if there was more debt and the sister has to sell the guns because it's the only assets because that the she other has. Sister took the land. Yeah, and so she doesn't have a choice. Well, no, you can't. You can't get to the. You know. You, no, I mean, it, if you if you sell assets in order to pay off the debt, so what if there yeah, was more if, debt? What if, but if what if the other sister took more than her third, or didn't you know more than her third net in that land? That's what we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, we yeah. don't have an accounting. So yeah. in this case, but what happened is, how do you prevent something like this yeah. from happening? Yeah. Is you sit down with the all three kids in the room together when you do the will, and you say Sally's going to be the executor, but here's what's going to happen. Sally, this is what you're going to do, and the other two understand what she's going to do. And if she doesn't do that, now the last piece of this is you don't wait. When things are misbehaving for a year and a half, you don't wait till two days before the gun sale to decide to be mad. You get mad like months ago. From our caller. I think yeah. she was mad. I think no. she was calling well, us to say, her, I don't know what husband, to do. Her husband the only one to do anything about it. So, you know, what, but you got to decide, okay, I'm going to force this hand a long time before two days before the sale. Right, right. And you can't wait up until the last minute because that just adds even more drama to the whole situation. So two months ago, Go over to your sister's house, sit down and go, look, you're going to provide an accounting or we're going to take you to court and the court's going to tell you you're going to provide an accounting. You're going to have to, you're going to have to own up, fess up to what's going on here. You don't get to do this in the dark. That's not how this works. And if you don't, then that's what we're going to do. And you just, you just solve it. You just tell people this is the way it is. There's two options. You're going to provide an accounting easy or you're going to provide an accounting hard. You got to decide. And, and you know, Hang up on me if you want, but try hanging up on the judge. He'll put you in jail. So it's called contempt of court. So you don't want to do that. That's This is ridiculous. So, But what happens is, is all this drama happens because of poor planning and a poor process in place. Or putting a poor executor in, right? Because you can do all of that. But if you know your oldest daughter, Sally's a little cray-cray, don't put her as the executor. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Oldest daughter doesn't necessarily mean you get to do it. Cray cray invalidates. Yeah. <laughs> Can, yeah. This is mm-hmm. you lose your license. You lose your executor's license. Okay, that's a, <laughs> as, as if there is such a thing. That's a real thing. <laughs> Tony's in Winston Salem. Hey, Tony, how are you? I am well, thank you. Good. How can we help? 
I am. Uh, I work full time for the state of North Carolina. I'm retiring in three years. Um, I have been doing a side hustle for the last several years as a real estate agent, and um, I plan to transition to that full time. My husband and I are in baby step six. We have been fully focused on paying off our home, but I'm wondering if maybe we should maybe back off that a little bit and start stockpiling cash for our Hill and Valley account for when I transition to real estate full time. How much are you making in your current job working for the state? Not uh, 82. And how much were you making on real estate, even though it's just a side thing, but I made 52 last year. Okay. Good for you. Thank you. Well, I think the, the biggest is, thing, how much is in your emergency fund? Uh, 32, 32,000. Mm-hmm. When do you want to quit? 2026. I don't think you need to do anything. If you want to pile up some extra money, that's fine. But by 2026, you're probably going to be making more in real estate than you are now. And that'll be ma- that'll mean you'll mean you'll be making more than you are at your job now. So it's not going to be an issue. Okay. I just, I, I know I had a slow first quarter and it, may, it got me to thinking, you know, I need to be able to cover my bills when, when I don't have my full-time job to fall back on. This last quarter was a slow first quarter. Yeah, I mean, because real estate slowed down. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could have a separate little account, Tony, and just say, hey, here's an here's an additional two months to get me through. But it's not like you're going to make nothing. I mean, if you go full-time into real estate, you're probably going to have some backlog from the year before when you decide to quit. So, What's, um, your, what's your husband make? He's retired. Uh, he got Social Security. It's like twelve, fifteen thousand 15000 a year. Okay. Yeah, I'd probably bet, try to slow down on the house a little bit. I don't want you to get into retirement and still have debt on the house because of this routine. But, um, but I mean, per, like 65 years old and still have debt on the house, okay? How much is left? But that's that's what I would do. I would just move that direction. And I think you're in better shape than you feel like you are. You're a fairly conservative person. and um, But another 30000 bucks or so set aside, I think you'd be in good shape to move on out. And head that right way. That's so, great, Tony. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah Killing way to go. it. Doing it part-time, making 52. Yeah, that's really, that's, that, that's respectable. That's solid. Uh, and that gives you, you know, you got the boat close to the dock before you jump off, you know. Uh, a lot of times people don't get the boat close enough to the dock. They don't make enough at the side hustle. And it's just like a dream. And then they just jump and they miss. And they get in the water. So you're, you've done a really good job of getting that income up. Good, good job. This is The Ramsey Show. I've recommended Simply Safe Home Security for years, and over that time, they've just gotten better and better while remaining in amazing value. Their monitoring costs less than a dollar a day. Plus, unlike traditional home security providers, Simply Safe has no contract and no hidden fees. So don't wait to protect your home. Visit simplysafedirect.com right now and get a special 20% off. Simplysafedirect.com. There is no safe like Simply Safe. Rachel Cruz, Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Madison is on the debt-free stage in the lobby of Ramsey Solutions. Hey, Madison, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Better than I deserve. Where do you live? I live in Frederick, Maryland. Oh, good to have you. Okay. And how much debt have you paid off? Uh, 148000 Good for you. And how long did this take? Uh, three years. Good for you. And your range of income during that time? Um, it went from about 38000 to now about uh, one hundred and 
or 145000 Oh my Nice gosh. job, Madison. <laughs> Thank you. Wow, what do you do for a living now? Uh, now I work as a procurement manager at a biotechnology company. Very cool. What did you do before? Um, so I took the first job that came available out of college, and I worked in claims. <laughs> okay. And then just boom, rocket shipped up, huh? Yes. yes. Good for you. So what kind of debt was your 148000 Um, It was a mortgage. You paid off your house? I paid off my house. How yeah. old are you? <laughs> I'm 25. <laughs> <laughs> wow. What is this house worth? <laughs> um, now it's about 300000 Oh, my gosh. Look at that. Well done, Madison. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> what caused you to do this as a 25-year-old? Because you were yeah. 22 when you started this. Yes. So you got out of college, bought a house, and just said, I'm going to just do what I can to pay it off? Yeah. And so in, and actually in 2017, uh, my parents had bribed me to go to a financial peace course at the church with them. Um, so they were going through the process. Um, so I watched them get debt free. Um, and then getting out of school, I decided to just go for it. And um, as my income inclined, I get to keep putting more and more towards it. So just a financial peace baby going crazy. Yep. <laughs> wow. That's so cool. So incredible. I bet they're doing double backflips. Oh, yeah. They got to be is so that them proud. Over there? That's them. Oh, yeah. oh, oh yeah. there they are. Yes. Good job. So, that's yeah. so great, Madison. Well Man, that's done. the best money you ever spent bribing that kid to go to FPU. They never paid it, but. <laughs> <laughs> It was it was a carrot that was yes. never eaten. We dangled the carrot and we never got the carrot. I never went oh, back wow. for it. Oh. Wow, there's got to be some kind of payback on that. I mean, I, there's something something big. I'm just saying. Wow, that's so cool. Very very cool, man. So I mean, you know how weird you are, right? Uh, yes, <laughs> yes. Because I mean, like all your friends. <laughs> oh gosh, yes. It's it's very odd talking to them now when they're all going into. Um, it's the time of the life they're all buying houses, so yeah. having mine paid off. Is you're, like, you're like an old person, or yes. something. <laughs> a financial old person. A financial old person. <laughs> you're Did you amazing. feel? Madison, I can't get over this. As a 22 year old, 23, 24, 25, like during those early 20s, right? Did you feel like you were sacrificing a ton to do this? Like, would you look back and be like, it was really hard. I wanted, there was stuff I wanted to do and I did it. Or are you like, I was just young and kind of still lived like I was in college and just Honestly, kept yeah, going. That was the key to it is um, I lived on that income that I had already been living off of. Um, I really didn't up what I was doing. Um, personally, I, yeah. I, I did. I lived with my parents for longer. Um, and I think that that was the main sacrifice was not moving out at the time that everyone else my age was mm -hmm. um but that ultimately led to this so, so great yeah, and that's wow. one of the pros when we talk to young people that do this is there there's this idea that you know you you came from call you know you got out of college and like you said it's not like you had to go majorly backwards in lifestyle versus people that are doing it you know in their 30s 40s and 50s which is so great yeah. but they feel this like oh my gosh i have to go backwards and what we are doing we have to feel that sacrifice but for you you're like i'm going to just stay consistent of what how i've been living as a 21 year old yeah which which is such a pro so young people listening like it is it not only is it smart to do it as early as possible but also i don't think you um feel that like oh my gosh we used to do this and now i can't because you're like yeah. i'm still living like i'm 21 and i'm gonna freaking pay off my house so wow. well what's done the, what's the house worth um now it's about 300 about 300 yeah. okay great wow. job good for you that's wow. awesome. And and you and you make 145,000 a year and you don't have a payment in the world. Yep. How does that feel? 
It feels great. It feels great to be able to move to the next steps of life and, and not have that burden on my shoulders and know that I will, will have that burden in the future. Mm. So what was your degree in? Economics. So have you sat down and done the math of how rich you're going to be? Yeah. Because um, it's scary. It's scary. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, um, it's scary. If you start putting away like three or four thousand bucks a month right now, mm-hmm. which would still leave you a hundred grand to live on, I mean, you're going to have tens of millions of dollars. I mean, it's unbelievable how compound interest at 25 years old is going to blow up. Yeah, I think we did the math based on right now if my income never changed and it was about 30 million, yeah. um, just based on what I was investing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. I wish we could like I put you it, in I love our, it, I love it. Put you in our pocket and travel America and just yes, be like Madison absolutely. go. go Madison. Is, just you need you want one of these. This is what you want. Madison, you want well done. It's wow. so it's such a mature move. I mean, it just speaks a lot to who you are and your character. And as a young person, you're like, man, I, you know, you're just making really long-term decisions. Yeah. with your money and a lot and and again it's kind of that yolo mentality that i feel like a lot of our generation lives in and so Every it speaks generation. a lot to you uh and who you are so i just think it's absolutely incredible and you're going to do incredible stuff with that money you know that part of building wealth is to be able to be generous and help people and that and i just i feel that off of you i feel yeah. like you are just such a kind kind person so i'm i'm just so happy for you and thank you i appreciate it <laughs> that's great it's absolutely mm. fabulous okay so um Gen Z and the millennials are listening. There's a poster child right here, 25 <laughs> years old with a paid for house that's worth $300,000, making 148. We've done the math. It's going to be a $30 million minimum, is where we're going to end up. Um, and they look at you and they say, okay, how did you get out of debt? What is the key to getting out of debt? Yeah. Um, so I would say consistency and then remembering to celebrate the little goals. Um, my family and I actually built a paper chain around our office with thousand dollar links and so every time I paid off a certain amount we would cut these links off and then when we got to large milestones like 50,000 we would celebrate Mm. Um, I think that was really important to visualize the end goal and see it uh, coming to fruition yeah yeah you got to have the that sense of traction is a psychological thing that you really can't get away from. You've got to have the sense of progress, the sense mm-hmm. of traction, because otherwise to sacrifice, um, to live like no one else is just mentally ill. Yeah. I mean, you're just doing, you're just doing it cause it hurts. I mean, yeah. that's dumb, you know, so you don't want to do that. You want to do it. It's okay if it hurts, but it hurts so that, you know, I'm going to say no. So I never have to say no, I'm going to live like no one else so that later I can live and give like no one else. No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but it yields a harvest of righteousness. You are incredible. Mm-hmm. What a hero. Wow. That is so powerful. What a great, great lesson. I just wrote an op-ed that will uh, be posted on Fox in a, about a week, I guess. And they had asked me to write about Gen Z and millennials and the number, that, number of them that are um, living off their parents' income that are being supported by their parents still at 30 years old and 28 years old and this kind of stuff. And of course they were after me trashing them. And I, I don't trash Gen Z and millennials cause I find too many of them like you. Um, I got, a, I got about 400 of them working here and they're like you. And so, uh, to trash the entire generation based on a couple of participation trophy people is just, it's irresponsible and not accurate. And so there's too many of them like you that are amazing. And, um, so thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you for standing up. You give old people great hope that America's going to be okay. 
people like you tell me it's going to be okay we're going to be all right there's a whole bunch of her out there people i'm just saying madison from frederick maryland we've got a copy of baby steps millionaires i think we're going to have to do the billionaire version for you but the uh and total money makeover for you as well and uh, a financial peace university membership you'll probably give all those away but you may read the millionaire one if you haven't so the live and give box just for you saying thanks for coming all the way from maryland you are an impressive impressive young woman absolutely fabulous madison from frederick maryland 148,000 paid off in three years making 38 to 145 count it down let's hear a debt free scream three two one i'm debt free <laughs> Woo! yeah house and everything at 25 years old just shut up wow amazing this is the ramsey show Our scripture of the day, 1 Corinthians 12, 12. Just as a body, though one has many parts, but all its many parts form one body, so it is with Christ. Steve Jobs said, great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a team of people. This is true. Today's Ramsey Show question of the day is sponsored by Neighborly, your hub for home services. It's spring cleaning time, and the neighborly, and neighborly is the best place to find great services to help you spruce things up like Molly Made, The Ground Skies, and Junk King. Start your search for reliable experts near you at Neighborly.com. Today's question comes from Cindy in Nevada. I'm happy to say that we are enjoying Baby Step 7, Building Wealth and Giving. I do have a few close friends who frequently criticize me for not having a credit card, only a debit card. They tell me I'm putting myself at high risk for fraud and that I am not protected. Can you please clarify how a debit card is safe? Uh, Well, this is a common misconception when it comes to credit cards or to debit cards. So the best way to do it is when you run your debit card is to hit actually credit and sign your name versus hit debit and do your PIN number because when you hit credit, it's not a credit card. It's still coming out of your account as a debit card, but it's run through the same system as it would a credit card. So you get all of the protections that a credit card would have, but you're having it with a debit card. So it is a safe. They they will have the same protection policy with your debit card. Yeah. And um, so, Cindy, uh uh you're gonna tell her to get new friends how to say this yeah no no i'm not but uh, um you are wealthy you have no debt you have control of your money you're incredibly generous you should be telling other people how to handle their money not broke people telling you how to handle money Mm, that's good and so you know just i mean they are not on a credible footing to tell you anything about anything money wise um and and so but here's the deal if you want to i don't argue with people like this i just ignore them but including the ones in my personal life okay so it's just you know whatever you want to do do it Uh, but if you want if you personally want to understand just go to visa.com or mastercard.com they have in their fine print that you can look in the card member agreement there's a paragraph that says zero liability policy And the zero liability policy says that in the event your card is misused, debit or credit, 
fraudulent transactions, you are responsible for zero. Period. They have a zero liability policy. The customer is not responsible in a debit card use with MasterCard or Visa in their own terms and conditions on their website is not responsible for a penny. So you are zero at risk more using a debit card than you are using a credit card. That is absolutely false. It is a, it's mythology that the debit card is more dangerous. The only difference is if you, if I use my debit card at a hotel and a hotel, uh, clerk steals the number, writes it down while they got my card or something, and then they go and buy something that night with it, uh, and they run it and my, my bank doesn't catch it and it comes out of my account. It might be a day or two before they put the money back. That's the only difference. And I have never had that happen. And I have been using debit cards since the day they came out and have not had a credit card in 35 years. And I walk the earth just fine. And I know we kind of rag on banks a lot, but I'll say, I'll be honest, the bank I have with my debit card, they're so on it with fraud charges. Like they will. They, oh, they wear me out. Yes. But I like it because I'm like, thank you for at least being on top of it. And thankfully none of it is. It's all my transactions. Well, they wear you out because it's their money that they're going to lose. Yeah. But they're it's at least yours. on it. It's, it's Most banks are on it, which is great. Yeah, they're they're, they're rather, fraud algorithms on, yeah. on credit or debit. Uh, most yeah. of most of us, and they're walking around in America today, get a call a week or a call every two weeks of some kind. Is this is this really your charge? And so, like, I have to tell them if I'm going out of the country. Sharon and I are going on vacation. Don't deny all our charges, you know. Which is good, though. I know, I know, but it's not <laughs> the the point. It's a pain in the butt, but the that is because the bank knows that yes. Visa and Mastercard says they are liable, mm-hmm. not you. And so you are not at risk of losing substantial sums of money or any sum of money due to fraud or any kind of high risk activity. So your friends are just wrong. It's that simple. They just don't know what they're talking about. Now, again, how, how forceful you want to be with that argument or how much you just personally want to be comfortable with the idea is fine. I have a bunch of friends that use a credit card and pay it off every month and they have a lot of money and, um, and they just, you know, and, and, some of them probably believe this crap, but I just don't have this discussion with them. I'm not going to talk to them oh, about yeah. it. I'm, I carry a debit card. There's not a chance I have a credit card under any situation ever again. I am not going to ever be in debt, especially to a stupid bank. All right. Mary's with us in Charlotte, North Carolina. Hey, Mary, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Thank you, Dave. How are you doing today? Great. How can we help? So I have a quick question. Um, so I'm baby step two, and... I have, I really want to pay off $60,000 worth of credit card debt that I have by the end of this year. Um, Good. And (laughs) yeah, that's the goal. So the question that I have is my husband, um, through his employer, he has 401k and, you know, he has been contributing on that. And I was wondering, should we just leave it as is or... Um, should he not so that we can go ahead and make more payments towards that debt that we have? Yeah, well, you'll want to yeah, pause that and you're going to want to throw everything at this credit card debt. What caused you guys to go $62,000 in credit card debt? Well, part of it was medical. 
Okay. Um, unfortunately, we have I've got two girls and they were very sick. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sorry. So, yeah. Um, yeah, most of that, and I we like I said we're on baby step too, so I still have car loans to pay off and obviously yeah. the mortgage. Hey, Mary. And I really want to take thing. off those. When we are teaching the baby steps in the book, The Mm -hmm. Total Money Makeover, now, Mm -hmm. and and when you hear us talk about this stuff, when we say Mm -hmm. baby step two, 100% of the time, we tell Mm -hmm. everyone to stop all investing temporarily so you can exclusively focus on getting out of debt. And we also tell them to take every dime out of any non-retirement investments and non-retirement savings except for $1,000 and throw that at their debt snowball. How much do you have in savings? So we've been throwing everything. So the only thing that I have is the $1,000 emergency fund. You don't have any mutual funds or any savings account that is not that $1,000. No, just the 401k that Good. he okay. has. Good. That's well, that, that part you have correct then. And then we would tell you, even though you're missing the match, it's a temporary mm-hmm. thing. It's only for a year or less because you need to get out of debt. Mm-hmm. And we're totally focusing on the debt. So we're temporarily stopping. Now, that feels uncomfortable. It feels almost like you're missing out on free money and all that because I love a match on a 401k. I think it's mm-hmm. wonderful. But, but mm-hmm. right now, the power of focus the power of all in, the power of mm-hmm. passion uh, for getting out mm-hmm. of debt supersedes that match. So temporarily, and again, the word is temporarily. We're not doing this for very long, but for mm-hmm. temporarily, we're going to stop all investing and attack this with a vengeance. Hang on. I'm going to have Austin send you a copy of the book, The Total Money Makeover. You and your husband read the whole book, and it'll show you exactly what to do with these baby steps. It's exactly, it's the handbook for baby steps. That's what it is. And it'll help you do that. So good show today, Rachel. Yep. It's been great. And tomorrow and the weekend will be so fun with smart conference, smart conference on the Hill and live broadcast on the Hill at the Nash at the Nashville, the Ramsey event center this weekend. And tomorrow we'll be doing the show from the stage there. Austin, Ben, James, Zach, and Andrew. Good job in the booth, the booth dudes. They pulled it off again. That puts this hour in the books. We'll be back with you before you know it. In the meantime, remember, there's ultimately only one way to financial peace, and that's to walk daily with the Prince of Peace, Christ Jesus. it's Rachel Cruz. If you like what you heard in this episode and want to know more about getting started on the Ramsey Baby Steps, go to RamseySolutions.com and click the Get Started button. We'll help you figure out the best next step for you based on your specific situation. That's RamseySolutions.com and click Get Started.